Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 2 of The Podject. It's Hopsy once again, and I am certainly happy to have you. No guest on this show. It is just going to be me once again. You are stuck with myself. Had some people reach out, though, and we are going to be getting some interviews very soon. A multitude of them, if you will. Going to have some good guests, ranging some varying topics. Um, it's it's going to be fun. And uh, I actually had a pretty good reception on episode one. I was surprised by how many people viewed it. Not a ton of people, but, you know, more than four, as I suspected. So, you know, that's a great sign, people. Hopefully we can just, we're going to just pick this thing up and we're going to run with it. We're going to go with it. Because there's a lot, every, it just, uh, you know, I, this, as I'm doing this, it's Thursday night. It is 10 to 11 p.m. I don't know why I'm doing this late, but I am. I am going to release Sunday nights is the plan. Get a little bit out there. You know, you want to stay up late, catch it as it comes out in the late evening. Or it'll be there on the Monday. You know, start your week off right. I'm doing this. I'm copying. I like, there's a couple of people I listen to and they release on Sunday mornings. I like that. I'm a big podcast guy. You can start your week off. So lots of podcasts are releasing this, that other day. Some don't have a release date. I'm being very optimistic saying that I will be able to adhere to this said release date. But Sunday nights is the one I want to do. I want you all to be able to listen to this. Start your week off right. Start it off with some insight, some knowledge, some hard-hitting truth from an independent journalism who's walked the beat and done it, who's been there, you know, someone you can really get behind, enough, scary what's going on, you know, this, that app tip, TikTok, um, people love talking about it, people acting like it's new, it's not new, it's been out for well over a year now, I have it, which is terrifying, that's unbelievable that I have it, but I've had it for over a year myself, I have a couple of videos on it, nothing, not even a sniff, really not catching the vibe of what's going on in that app. It's absolutely wild what this app is. It's honestly it's honestly terrifying because it's scary what the younger people, I'm saying younger people, I'm 25, talking like I'm all I'm not, but, you know, the Generation Z or whatever the fuck they call them, whatever, the, what, is it Z? Z? Whatever it is, they're wild, man. The shit they're doing, it's not funny. None of it's creative. It's fucking hot garbage. It's people standing there doing 30-second hand dances. And the scariest part about it all is I find kids these days, like, the fascination, like, you could be someone that has created an unbelievable song, guitar, whatever, you're playing the music, and you're sitting there playing it. But if you're hot and you can lip-sing it and do a stupid dance to it, that is 20 times more attractive, 20 times more marketable. Going to have way more views, way more likes than some, I don't know, maybe the person singing is beautiful, maybe they're not, I don't know. But some fuck playing their guitar sitting in his basement is going to get lip synced over and get walked over in the ratings world. It's fucking insane. Lip singing. It's not lip singing, I guess it's lip syncing. I always said singing. Lip singing is the number one thing in the world right now. And people laugh, like say TikTok's stupid on it. I'm like, they, they're, they're the richest people in the world now. 
we're all got $40,000 in student debt and these motherfuckers are out there giving gang signs on their parents' iPhone plan and they're millionaires. It's honestly wild. It's, it's crazy. I, I, don't know wh- I don't know why I had to get into that. I just was looking at a TikTok and when I started this up and it's just ridiculous. It's unbelievable. But then again, you know, you, got, you can't knock it. These kids are making absolute bank. They're into it. Whatever's going on is going on, and I guess we have to be all for it. The scariest part, too, is that all this quarantine thing is now we got everyone over 30 is now on it, too. And it's a, it's a, ter- oh, it's a tough dynamic on that platform. It's a tough dynamic on most platforms. It, it, it really is. Um, you go from TikTok, and then you wonder why all these... Like imagine being a kid on TikTok, and then you log on to Facebook. Facebook is an absolute cesspool. If you were like a young kid and you went onto Facebook, I would like... I'd compare that to as if you were a little kid and you tried to sit at the adult table, maybe at like a family get-together. Maybe your, your family had friends over. Remember when you were younger and you started to realize that whenever you had these get-togethers, that the only thing that the adults really did was sit at a table or stand around and talk and have some drinks or just sit there and talk. That was their bonding. They didn't do anything. They just sat there and talked. And I always thought that was weird. I, I, I used to think, you know, I, as a young kid, you know, obviously loving my aunts and uncles and whoever's there, the older people sitting around talking. I sit there and I'm trying to, you know, enjoy it, do what they're doing. And I'm like, this is what, this is all they do. They just sit there and talk shit. That's what everyone does. And essentially that is what you do when you get older, I guess. But you log on to Facebook and it's fucking unbelievable. Not that anyone needs a reminder of that. But it would literally be like a kid, like a young kid. If you're 15 right now, I hope you don't have Facebook. I'm sure you don't. They probably don't even know what Facebook is. That's way over their head. That's ancient shit. But if they were on it, it'd be like, it would be their biggest nightmare. Facebook is now where everyone learns. That's where we all get educated. That's where we see articles and we we all think they're the truth. It's absolutely fucking insane. It's absolutely wild. And I don't even want to touch on that anymore. I don't even know how I got on that topic. Sorry, talking about TikTok and here the fuck we are. But it's just, it's, it's absolutely wild. It's wild. It's wild. Um, some people were uh, asking me, like, why did I come so hot into the CBC in episode one? And I didn't think I was coming hot. And that was not my intentions at all. I just started talking about Canadian content and I got going. But, you know, I'm not saying maybe I'm on to something. I'm just saying I, it doesn't interest me. I, I wish there was more the CBC had to offer me. And as I was thinking about this last night, someone said that to me, and I just, I just clicked on CBC again. I'm not going on a big rant about it, but this was an actual headline from the CBC. This was a, a sports headline that popped up on their main page, which was absolute garbage. It was more like a, it looked like a TMZ front page. But this was, this was the title of an article. I, wish, I should pull it up and read the guy's name and see if anyone's ever heard of him who wrote it because this is, this is what he said. Fauci throws the first pitch. Players kneel. Soto out with virus as strange MLB season begins. Just an absolute barrage of clickbait horseshit. And I hate all the like, – everything right now is just clickbait. But that's just is – that, is, is that lazy? Is it lazy? Of course it is. And it was absolutely a terrible article. And I'm God love whoever wrote it. I'm just saying. Didn't didn't enjoy it. But um I forget which team did it. Walk 
MLB season started uh, July 23rd. Uh, there was only two games. I know New York Yankees and the Washington Nationals were one of those games. And one of the teams, I should have really have looked up who's who in this situation, but one of the teams said that they asked the other if they could do some sort of kneeling as a team, as a pro- sign of protest. And the other team said, not only can you, we're going to join you. We're going to one-up you there. We're going to join you. And they did. And I'm sure now we will see every MLB team do that. I don't know. I didn't see any games really start tonight. I didn't get a chance to watch. It's only so late, right? It's so late I'm in the booth, right, doing my thing. But um, I'm, I'm going to assume that they're all going to do that. And um, sports, this little recuperation of sports, we're going to see more social demonstration than we've ever seen in our entire lives, I'm sure, through athletics. And I don't really have an opinion on it. I, um, It's, you know, it is what it is at this point. It's, it's just going to be the way it is. I think that's, you know, sports are a demonstration of many things. And this is, uh, regardless of your opinion, it's going to be definitely um, a point to be um, people – voicing their social opinions on injustice and you know things that need to be changed in this in this world and in this country and hockey coming back too like it's i don't know it's just gonna be crazy it's all they're all gonna be hopping on the not the bandwagon but you know they're all gonna be joining this cause because heavens forbid if you didn't it would be a tough time not to we got teams changing their names left and right the edmonton eskimos I didn't even know people knew who the Edmonton Eskimos were. No one gives a shit about the CFL. But they even changed their name. Washington changed their name. It's crazy. I, I always wanted to know, and I genuinely wanted to know how offensive it is of these names. Like, obviously, I, I do agree. Like, the Washington Redskins, that's a pretty wild name. And I feel like we kind of all just kind of got used to it. It is wild, and, and if it... If, if it's upsetting people, it needs to be changed. Absolutely change it. But I kind of thought, like, the Edmonton Eskimo name, I thought to me, and correct me if I'm wrong or if someone just told me this, I thought they were called the Edmonton Eskimos because they were the furthest northern professional franchise in the world, in North America, whatever, at the time they were created. And I'm sure that still stands true today in terms of professional whatever. But... So I thought, in a way, is that I thought that's an honor. Personally, I thought that was an honor for them to call themselves the Eskimos, honoring the Eskimo people. And I saw a really nice post by Jordan Tutu stating how, and this made nice sense. This made sense to me what he was saying. He said he was saying how his generation is, I believe, they are considered a nook. If I'm saying that wrong, I'm, I mean no offense. I'm seriously. I think that I believe that's what they're called. And his his father's generation would have been called Eskimo. And so he said to him the Edmonton Eskimo name was not offensive, but maybe to the people of his generation it was. And maybe maybe it is. And if, if it is offensive, they do need to change the name. But what I don't get about Edmonton is they're announcing now that they did the same thing that the Redskins did in the NFL, saying that they are now going by the Edmonton Football Club. But they are hard-pressed to keep the EE. They like the logo. They don't want to change the logo. I don't know if it has anything to do with that it's slapped all over Commonwealth Stadium or all their merchandising license. I'm sure it has something to do with that, more so than they really want to hold on to the logo, the EE. But I'm sure they're going to try to, I don't know, they're going to have to do E something. But it's just funny. I, it, 
it's just funny to see all this happening. This is all happening so fast, and I don't know. There's I don't know how many names. There's gonna be a lot of things changing. It's just it's just an absolute crazy time. I don't. I hope that these teams can make this happen and make this like season come back. It'd be so nice to see sports. But who the fuck knows what's gonna happen? Like this one Soto guy got coronavirus. Like uh, that's this big name. Like what happens in the NHL here? Guys start getting coronavirus. Like, what do you do? Do we just get them all to have it? What if we got them all to contract the virus? And the only way you can step fucking foot on that ice is if you are positive for the virus. What would that be like? Would it sell? And, like, the play-by-play commentators are, like, describing their symptoms with the puck as they have it. That'd be wild. It might come to that. I don't know. I don't know how this is going to turn out, this round, this uh, tournament-style format. It's going to be crazy. I don't know if it's going to feel like NHL playoff hockey. I hope it does. We're going to find out August 1st, right? <laughs> August 1st. No free ads, sorry. Um, it'll be interesting. It's, it, it's going to be crazy. But um, what was I going to say about the NHL? What was it just came out today? The Seattle Kraken. The Seattle Kraken announced their name. Seattle are going to be called the Kraken. What the hell is a Kraken? What is a what is a Kraken? I know it's a liquor bottle, but when I hear the name, you know, I see is okay. I, I've seen the commercials and they say it eats pirate ships and does a whole bunch of crazy shit. But the Kraken is a legendary cephaloid-like sea monster of gigantic size in Scandinavian folklore, according to the Norse sagas. The Kraken dwells off the coasts of Norway and Greenland and terrorizes nearby sailors. Well, if it's the... See, I figured, I'm like, is the Kraken a regional thing to Seattle? Do they have an issue with Kraken? And is that why they're calling this team that? But I don't know. Is it something like... Would they, they used to have the St. John's Moose up there in Newfoundland. A lot of people didn't like that because the moose were a huge problem. So maybe calling them the Kraken is going to raise some hairs from the Kraken community. A Kraken, basically, I'm looking at a picture right now. It just looks like a giant octopus that could eat a pirate ship. Apparently, they're that big. Pretty crazy. But did Kraken live on the Pacific Ocean? Did Kraken live in the Pacific Ocean? That's the question. I don't think they did. I didn't really like this name because... I thought that they should be called the Seattle Metropolitans in honor of the former NHL franchise that was there in like the 1920s, even earlier than that. And sorry, I'm looking at this right now. What ocean? Okay, again, the Kraken did not live in the Pacific. There's no Kraken in the Pacific, so the name doesn't make any sense. I know it doesn't make any sense, but there's no... Penguins in Pittsburgh, I know. There's probably, is there ducks in Anaheim? I'm sure. Are they mighty? Probably not. But I, I think it's an all right name. I don't know. It has no value, I guess. I thought it was a geographical thing. Clearly, I'm wrong. What am I? I'm not a researcher. I'm not a geologist. I'm not a mythologist. I'm not a marine biologist, whatever it is. Um, jerseys, though, if anyone's seen them, not bad. I don't know. They obviously, you have to go. There's 30, what is there's 30, 40 teams in the NHL now. How many teams are there now? 50? It's, we, I'm, pack your bags, boys. We might be getting a call. 
they have to go with different color schemes, obviously. But I think I think they do mesh well. I don't know if I'm gonna like the the home jersey per se. I don't know how that's gonna look. I'm interested to see that. I was surprised that they announced the name and already had the jersey. I thought they'd make that another four year wait. We'd see how long that would take. The hang cliffhanger. The NHL, the worst marketed league in the world. Holy moly! I love the I love the NHL, but it's 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 bad. It's terribly marketed. They're just like they're sharing like Snapchat stories of guys and like post them on their Facebook page. It's 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 hard to watch sometimes. I love it. It's kind of like quirky, right? Like you love the game. It's like quirky. It's almost like impressive that the NHL has the fan base it does for like what it offers people. Now looking, I just like you say that because you just look at the content these other leagues are pumping out. And do I want that as an NHL fan? I don't know if I do, but it, it's out there for others. Like you look at NBA, they sell that deal to Instagram, and the league is buzzing. It always was, but the NHL has been allowed longer than the NFL, longer than the NBA, not longer than the MLB, but it's been around a long time. And so long that I think that they should have a more of a reputable reputation, reputable reputation, reputable reputation. Is that even a thing? Jesus. But the NHL has been around a long time. I don't think they've established themselves in the upper echelon at all of the four major sports. Some people would even classify that to even call them that. I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. I was recently reading uh, one of Gordie Howe's books. I love Gordie Howe, and I finally got to reading his autobiography. You call it an autobiography when it's about the person's life from their perspective. I believe you do. Read his, really enjoyed it. it he went in detail about his childhood growing up in Floral, Saskatchewan, which I don't even believe exists anymore. It's not even a town. It's probably like an intersection on a range road up by Saskatoon. But it was really cool. He talks about growing up in Saskatoon and then basically going down to uh, play in, in the big leagues at, in like 1946, I think he was a rookie. And he go, he tells a really good like, – like, I hope I have a memory like Gordy Howe's was. He was like 80-something at the time when he's depicting these stories, and it was unbelievable. I ended up enjoying that book so much that I ended up reading a book written by his youngest son, Murray Howe. Murray never played in the NHL. He became a doctor. He was the head of sports medicine imaging for the Toledo Radiological Associates and Pro Medical Health System Sports Care Program. I didn't think it was going to go on that long. But uh, he became very successful himself. Seems like a very articulate man, but he writes this book called Nine Lessons I Learned from My Father. And it is kind of like from the perspective of him just finding out his father's passed away. He's writing it in like a first-person viewpoint from him like organizing the family for the funeral and him staying up late to write this memoir storybook about the memories he's had with his father. And it's, it's really good. Both of them combined, they're really good. They just give you a really cool look into what it was like in the NHL back in that day. Like, it's they're both written very well, so they're very uh, descriptive, and you get a feeling like you're really picturing what it would have been like back then. And I just find it so crazy that these guys like Gordie Howe and these athletes back in that day had such like fandom, and we, they didn't have the media that we have today. Like, it's just crazy to think like. Gordie Howe is such a household name and you read these stories about like everyone in North America knowing who he was everywhere he went and it's like 
this was at a time when people were reading, looking at his face only in magazines, only seeing him up on CBC. God loves CBC. I like CBC. But um, it's just crazy. And now it's just turned into this absolute shit show of mass promotion of everything. Athletes, for some reason, are asked their political opinions on anything. Like, I don't understand why we do that at all. It's honestly hilarious sometimes. And then when they say what we don't want them to say, we get mad. Like, it's just, it's really a crazy time. It's crazy. Um, I couldn't imagine what athletes were up to back then. Imagine if they did all these, uh, let's just say the boys, it's glad the boys didn't have Twitter back in the day. Things would have been going AWOL pretty quickly, pretty quickly. But um, enough about that. I had one thing I was, I, this is not a political podcast, folks. This isn't at all. But this is something I just want to talk about because it's pretty it's pretty wild. It's pretty wild. And I am not a researcher on topics like these. I read a little bit when I have time. And, you know, you read about this Wii scandal with the government here, Trudeau and the boys. Everyone's calling for them to resign. Are they going to get, is the word, is it is it juxtapositioned? What's it called? It's juxtapositioned in Canada? Is that like impeached? I think, that, is that how it works? I don't know. I, am I even saying that wrong? Someone's probably laughing at me. But um, essentially, the liberal government, Canadian government, the federal government, I hate being all that left-right bullshit. I don't want to get into that. But the government, long story short, awarded this what was supposed to be at one point in time a 19 million dollar contract that got shut down only to be increased like 95 times to like 900 million for some student entrepreneurial program was basically fast tracked with no like competitive bidding kind of war to award to the high the proper suitor but I guess the government essentially just kind of slid it to this company called We, this We charity company founded by these brothers, whoever they're called. And it just turns out that it was kind of a shady deal because it turns out this We charity company was paying off Trudeau's mother and brother to do a bunch of speeches before. Turns out Bill Morneau, I think his name's Bill Morneau, the finance minister, his daughter worked for the company. And just all this weird stuff. So after this thing gets fast-tracked, people do a little digging. They find out the relationship obviously starts to look a little shady. Um, you look at, like, it's all, I laugh because I just feel like it, no one's even talking about this. But it's, like, it's just so crazy to think, like, even in Canada, this, this craziness happens. And this isn't the first time with this government. You know, you got the SNC-Lavalin scandal last year. And I only know so much about that, too. But... I'm just laughing at this this Bill Morneau guy. I guess his family in 2017, while he would have been office, I'm assuming, obviously, he gets a trip through this wee charity to fly to Kenya to talk about, you know, prospective plans or projects through the charity, I'm assuming. And so they fly them over there. And the travel, the, the expenses for the travel comes to $92,000. And apparently he paid half of that back. And then just the other day or recently, he had, he pays back another. He had to pay back another forty-one grand because apparently he didn't realize he still owed them forty-one thousand dollars. He didn't realize that it slipped back on there. Like who? Why does it take him ninety-two fucking thousand dollars to fly to Kenya? Like what is he flying? Why is he getting anything paid for him? 
Like, I don't know if he still does, but I'm reading it right here. Morneau held over 2 million shares of Morneau Sheppel through an Alberta-numbered company. Morneau Sheppel, I believe, is his own company. It is definitely his own company. It's like some human resources firm, tech firm out of Toronto or whatever. But the his shares were paying dividends of 6.5 cents per share. So he was getting dividends of $135,000 per month. Why the fuck is this guy getting flown to Kenya, especially when he's in office? So he starts getting in the hot water about this, and it's it's pretty funny. Like he's claiming that he doesn't believe he broke the law, but he he pays for the, he pays back the forty one thousand dollars. I guess like the day he was supposed to go under oath and talk about it, but he, apparently everyone's claiming that he breaks these section eleven and section twenty three of the Conflict of Interest Act. Section eleven is. The Conflict of Interest Act says MPs or other public office holders or their families cannot accept gifts that might reasonably be seen to have been given to influence the public office holder in the exercise of an office official power, duty, or function. Definitely not being used for that. No, definitely not when this contract gets handed out years later and then his daughter works for the fucking company. Um, Section 23 states that if the total value of all gifts or other advantages accepted by a reporting public officer holder or a member of his or her family exceeds $200 from any one source other than the relatives and friends in a 12-month period, the reporting public office holder shall disclose bought a fucking who cares. Yeah, so I think, I think we're, in, we're in the weeds there a little bit, boys. Um, this is hilarious, too. Like, the... the I hate, we got to get COVID over here. So these, like, even the government's on Zoom calls, it's it's hilarious. But you know what I mean when I say Pierre Polivier, the guy, the uh, the conservative finance guy, he's fucking comedy. If you don't watch politics in Canada, you got to watch this guy's, I don't care what side you're on, you're on left or right. It doesn't matter. This guy's comedic and you need to see him. He's wild here. I got, I just, let's just see if we can hear this good. I'm going to a little test subject here, a little bit of a uh, query from our boys here. Let's see what he has to say. This is Pierre. Pierre's just wild. Here he goes on him. He's going to snap on the lad. Travel on a wee charity trip that you just repaid it today on the same day you were expected to testify under oath about it. Is that just a coincidence, Minister? Mr. Minister. Thank you. Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, I think what I want to make sure that I communicate is this was a mistake on my behalf. No shit. No fucking shit. This guy looks like an idiot. Oh, what an idiot. I can't even listen there any longer. But it just makes me laugh because I just feel like stuff like this, like if it's liberals, like it just like kind of gets swept under the rug. Like if it was conservatives, people would be calling for heads. But like, you know, that's not to say that this stuff hasn't happened when conservatives have been in power. I just hate the way it is. Like it's left or right. You can't get along. Like it just seems a little odd that the human race has two options in the form of democracy to agree upon. Like, it clearly doesn't work that well. But what do I know? I'm just a 25-year-old idiot. But 
it just makes me so mad. And I, again, Canada is such a hilarious place. Like, you go out there in Ontario, completely different industries, completely different needs, different economy. Like, the, the people are making money different ways. And then you go out to Alberta, people are obviously making money completely different ways everywhere. And the, just the mindset is just so different. And then we have this federal government that just seems to not represent anyone. It's just, I don't know. And I'm not saying singling out the one that we have in power right now. It just seems like for such a big country, it just like it just seems to be so annoying that we never agree on anything. And again, not a political podcast. But you got to admit that Trudeau just looks like a dinkhead. But what do I know, right? How do I know he's not doing a good job? Has it personally affected my life? Not really. I'm hoping that he's doing good things. I, one thing I will say is I will always support I will always support whoever is in power, especially as a proud Canadian lad like myself. But I've always felt they're really not that different. It just seems like a couple social ethical things that are really just driving the differences and then the media just kind of swings with it. Like there's really not that big of a difference. It just kind of seems like which dinkhead we can vote in. Like, I mean, the conservatives have it tough. I mean, you have Andrew Scheer up there, like, couldn't have had a worse candidate. I mean, I feel like it was an absolute shoo-in. Like, Trudeau's going to get smashed in the last election, but you had the biggest idiot, it seemed like, to just be the head of your party. And the conservatives have their picking a new leader, I believe, maybe next month or something like that. They should. And they should just pick a girl, I think. Wouldn't that just, wouldn't that throw everyone for a turn? Put a girl up there. I want to see the conservatives put a woman in power and just shake it up a little. I feel like that'd be a Canadian thing to do too. Like they'd be like, oh, that's so Canadian. Boys threw a, a woman at the heart, head of the, because it's supposed to be right wing, right? Everything, you know, that's supposed to be a bad thing. I feel like if you're, if you say to someone you vote conservative, people just like look at you poorly. Like, is that not true? Like, I don't know. I, I once took a political aptitude test and I literally scored at the axis of the chart. I was politically neutral. And this was right before the last election. I was like, oh, that's good. That really, is, that really tells me something. And I still feel that way today. Right in the middle there. Don't know what to think. Just kind of here. So maybe that's why I'm talking about politics. Really shouldn't be because not a political podcast. But folks, I'm getting carried away here. This one was half an hour. I hope you enjoyed it. I don't know if it was a little more serious than I intended it to be. But, you know, we're just living, laughing, learning. I'm going to get some guests on. I won't be doing this every time. And... I promise those will be great, but we're going to be a little all over the place here, and I'm um, sorry about that, but we're going to get a hang of it here, folks. We're going to have a really good time. This is going to be a great show. It's going to be coming out weekly. I hope you're going to enjoy joining me. We're going to talk about some things, and once again, folks, I'm not some genius here. I, I'm open to learning new things. If you think anything I said was wrong or stupid or idiotic, call me out. Come on the pod. Talk about it. Inform me of what I said was wrong, and that's the way I want this to go. I know I want this to be a learning experience and uh, for myself and all the listeners as well. So let's explore some topics. You know, there's no reason we should uh, feel to shy away from anything here. We're not doing anything wrong. We're not being, uh, this is not a malicious podcast in any way. Uh, we're getting out there. We're talking about some things and we're having some fun doing it. Folks, this is a project. Not only, it's the project. Thanks for listening, folks. I do not think that'll be the saying, but I felt good there, kind of. We'll, get, we'll work on it. Okay, folks? Episode two in the books. Thanks for tuning in. We'll talk to you very soon. Hope that was all right for you. Bye for now.